LDV, as in you buying an LDV. It's the same thing as just buying a Japanese or a South Korean vehicle, only cheaper, right? Let's put that fantasy to bed right now, and frankly, not in a Stormy Daniels kind of way. And we should do this off the back of an uplifting new Queensland Consumer Court ruling. I'm Julian Logan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Despite ScoMo's awesome work, botching the quarantine and vaccine rollouts and torpedoing the economy generally, but hey, we're going to have a nuclear submarine soon. <laughs> we still can't fight fires or pandemics, of course, but well done, sir. You had one job. Anyway, where was I on this? Uh, discount new cars, that's right, for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the card, which may or may not be uh, up there now. Do. Before we get cracking on this from Queensland, and it really is a window into how these joints operate, don't forget the Olight sale, which is on right now. They're awesome torches. They're a good supporter of this channel, and they help me to make more content for you, which is nice. Big discounts until midnight tonight, the 30th of September. Link in the description. And if you miss the sale because you're not subscribed, use the code AEJC12 and you will get 12% off because I love you even if you are not subscribed. So I'm funny like that. The Mighty Olight Swivel, which I showcased recently, is currently sold out because demand. But Senior executive Olight dudes tell me it's a regular item and it will be back in stock soon and I will let you know when because it's such a great work light for the car. I'll be announcing the Olight competition winners in the next video too. Right now though, Timothy Rigby versus LDV Automotive in Queensland Consumer Court. <laughs> High drama at Centrelink by the sea. Timbo is the soon-to-be ex-owner of a shitbox LDV T60 dual-cab 2018 model, which means, hey, it's still well under warranty. This is a vehicle about which LDV claims. The T60 has the tough build and all the robust features needed to take you anywhere, be it work or play. Actually, these are the very first words which LDV Australia inflicts upon you concerning its shitbox on the overview webpage today. Robust features needed to take you anywhere. Hold that thought. Of course, this claim is just the tip of a marketing bullshit iceberg. With two dual cab trim levels, Pro and Lux, we dare you to find an option that isn't suited to you and your needs. I'll assume that's an authentic Australian Double dead dingoes donger dare, which is of course the most serious kind of Australian dare, if you're not from around here. And, they claim, the T60 is up to any challenge you care to take on, work or play, on road or off. Sign me up, dude. I have these plans for world domination and that sounds perfect. I'm in. 
I want one. Timothy Rigby was in too, frankly, back in 2018. Timbo, of course, works at a surf club at Sodom and Gomorrah on the beach, which some people still refer to by its legacy name, the Gold Coast. In short, Timothy Rigby picks up the rust by the beach in his shitbox from hell. Oh, what a smell. Vehicle goes poopy, shitting itself 16 times between home and the beach. Sure, we can take this somewhere. Back to Von Bibra. LDV fobs him. He says, fuck that, you cocks are not getting away with this. And Judge Cranwell agrees. Yes. Imagine if the nightly news had to be read as if it were excerpts from deleted verses from 1960s Beatles hits. I'd watch that. When I am Prime Mincer, I'm going to legislate that for sure. The Beatles broadcast bill, look out for it. Making Australia less shit, incrementally. Tiny Timbo, our beach boy hero, little surfer dude, found himself on a suffering safari, having anything but fun, fun, fun. His little deuce ute was giving him bad vibrations, as well as decomposing into a bucket of rust, literally before his very eyes. He rings the dealer at his wit's end. He says, help me, Rhonda. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just unshitbox my T60? And they go, see you in court. And he goes, okay, assholes. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. So suddenly it's all pistols at dawn, entertainingly. And the court appoints an assessor who finds surface rust in numerous areas of the vehicle, inside doors, undercarriage of vehicle, in engine bay of vehicle, on LDV supplied and fitted aftermarket accessories, on numerous nuts and bolts in vehicle, please refer to photos, has severe rust and oxidization in and around brake calipers, tail shaft, piping inside engine bay, roll bar in back tray slash it might have been quicker simply to list the areas that were not rusty. Just a suggestion, dudes. CSI-type court assessor dude also identifies several other non-rust defects. So this thing is a proper lemon-scented shitbox. And of course, the dealer had already quoted on repairing all of that rust. Cranky Cranwell, the judge, they actually call them members, which is... Vaguely pornographic now that I think about it. Anyway, Cranky noted, the dealer arranged for an initial estimate of rust repairs to be obtained from Miami Smash Repairs. The quote was for $49,242.33, which I note was more than the cost of the motor vehicle. The quote noted, Although we can replace panels that have corrosion, it appears that it is coming from between the panels and could be due to insufficient steel protection used when joining folding welding. Therefore, any new panels supplied could do the same thing as we cannot separate these. Rust is also coming through on some parts in the middle of panels where there are no joints. This suggests contaminated steel prior to painting that quality manufacturing. So look, to me, this case orbits the mother of all intended 
dealer, car maker, brush-offs. Goliath giving David the proper 40-grit enema, suggestive of a sex and travel advisory soon to be issued. To wit, they put the problem back on little Timbo, the surfer dude, right? They go, and I'm paraphrasing again, dude, you work at a surf club. Our fine vehicle is not designed for that. The rust is therefore entirely a consequence of you operating the vehicle in those unduly arduous conditions. Irrespective of our challenge on the website today that we dare you to find a T60 which is not up to your needs, our claims of, quote, robustness needed to take you, quote, anywhere, not including a surf club car park, obviously. And our further allegation that the T60 is up to any challenge you care to take on, like coastal car parks not included. I note little surfer dude even signed up for the bullshit rust protection at Von Bibra's Corrosion Emporium by the Sea, for which he paid $1,445.45 extra. You'd think the cheap pricks could have just rounded it down to 1400 bucks, right? Or zero, given how effective it ultimately proved to be. Like, in my view, zero dollars is an entirely fair price for every alleged snake oil rust protection system which is shamelessly flogged even today by Ming Moles over the counter at every car dealership. Like, zero dollars is fair, given the efficacy of the friggin' product. Now, Thankfully, the cranky judge saw this surf club defence for the Himalaya of horseshit that it is. I do not accept that the applicant's work at a surf club places him in a different position to anyone else who lives and works in close proximity to the beach. In the Gold Coast, where the applicant lives, this would include many thousands of residents. There is no evidence from the second respondent, meaning the dealer, that it advised the applicant that the motor vehicle was unsuitable for use in coastal areas. Indeed, the second respondent's place of business, meaning the dealer's showroom, is itself near the coast at Southport. Thank the Lord Jesus there, or your imaginary friend of choice but sanity prevailed on this one. Imagine if Von Bibra Dromedary was located on the edge of the Sahara Desert, selling camels to would-be adventurers. Like, dude, you might buy a shiny new Dromedary H1. See what I did there? And you might take it for a little jaunt out over the dunes in search of El Dorado. And before you get started in the comments, I know that that's allegedly on a different continent. Just saying, they never found it in South America, so the Sahara's got to be worth a look. Unfortunately, your H1 keeps getting bogged in the sand and its eyes fill up with friggin' sand and it throws all these random fault codes. It collapses from dehydration in half a day. And none of that was in the friggin' brochure. Quite the opposite. Von Bibra Dromedary would probably retort, well, there's your problem, Lawrence. And don't bother me with that either, okay, in the comments. I know Lawrence of Arabia was in Syria. Pro tip there, he didn't exist. So my friggin' Lawrence of Arabia is looking for El Dorado in the Sahara on a defective H1 from Von Bibra Dromedary. Like, dude, 
It doesn't get much more divorced from reality than this. The point is, using the same customer care approach, they would probably allege, well, you took it into the sand, dude, and they're not designed for that. Meanwhile, back in reality, this is the most hilarious part of the story of all. I also accept the evidence provided by the assessor that the motor vehicle is affected by surface rust in numerous areas. I accept that this is likely due to the poor quality of the materials used. While environment exposure may have exacerbated the problems caused by poor quality material, I have found that the applicant's position in this regard does not differ from the many thousands of people residing on the Gold Coast. Here, friggin' here, like, it is pretty hypocritical to sell a vehicle in an environment in which it is not designed to be parked, huh? That quote from the judge, Cranky Cranwell, which I'm pretty sure nobody ever calls him, especially to his face. He actually seems like a pretty nice, well-qualified bloke who's grounded in reality. Like, friggin' hate that. It certainly doesn't help with writing the story, okay? Ultimately, Cranky orders up little surfer dude a refund of 38,415 bucks. Yes, to be paid by Von Bibra, who has to take that appalling rusty shitbox back. And they'll probably sell it to some sap down the track, I don't know. So the good guys win in this case, and Cranky Cranwell gets a big tick from me, and that's always nice. However, riddle me this, okay? It's got me stuffed just how stupid you have to be on the corporate side to pursue some defences. Because now, LDV is indelibly associated with the term poor quality materials. And that's tantamount to a death sentence for an emerging Chinese brand. Like, dude, I was going to buy my wife an LDV T60 for her birthday, but then I eliminated the middleman and I got her this bucket of rust instead. Saved thousands and she's thrilled. Like, at least as thrilled as she was when I got her that Kango hammer last year. <laughs> Poor quality materials is thus no longer just some random allegation, perhaps unfairly targeting an emerging brand like some smear campaign, some nutbag claim down the pub after one too many long necks, right? That cottage cheese grade steel. It's a fact now, dude. They go together, you know, Cagney and Lacey, 86 and 99, LDV and poor quality materials. That's an official court determination, a judgment, a ruling. What's the cost of that to an emerging car maker? More than 38 grand in refunds, certainly. See, this is like suing someone for defamation and then losing because it opens the floodgates and now Everyone else is free to say what you just said with complete impunity. It gets amplified, delightfully enough. This win-at-all-costs attitude, right? It's corporate tunnel vision. Maybe it's just exciting to be a scumbag corporate sociopath because of the imbalance of power. And I'm talking about corporations here, not individuals, right? They could have offered little surfer dude... 40 grand out of court and made him sign an NDA and then swept the whole friggin' ugly affair under the rug. Less cost because no legal fees and certainly no attendant reputational damage. 
No report like this from a cock like me. People email me all the time about buying an emerging brand vehicle from China. And my off-the-rack response, for the record, is, yeah, the price is awesome, but we don't know a great deal about resale value or reliability or customer support. So that's all a bit of a roll of the dice on those things at best. In the case of LDV, off the back of this September 15 ruling, I think I'm on pretty safe ground to upgrade that advice to a high risk of unreliable rust bucket comprised mainly of weapons grade cheesium and also likely to offer customer support from hell. What other determination is responsibly to be put forward following this ruling, right? I'll put a link to the judgment in the description so you can check it out for yourself.